Tudor-minded people, it's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is Ningle. And oh, my friends, with what a bitter heart do I recount that I have discovered that my favourite, my once sweet Ningle, is a Ningle indeed. Ningle? How now, Tudor Files? What think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. (laughs) Oh, Philadelphia, what's happened? The word Ningle means a good friend, a favorite. Yes, a favorite. And how do you spell it? It is spelled N-I-N-G-L-E. And it means a best friend, a pal. Yes, Gage. But Ningle can also mean a male paramour. Oh, I see. And my favourite, my Ningle, is a Ningle Ningle, a married man, the husband of another lady of the court, a lady who is also my Ningle. Oh, a Ningle Ningle, that sounds very complicated. Pitikins, so it is. Oh dear, it sounds like you might have to give up your paramour Ningle to make peace with your friend Ningle. Well, you can also use your situation to inspire a play, Philadelphia. Maybe a farce. The source of this episode's Tudor word was inspired by a real-life situation. The play is Satyromastics by Thomas Decker, and it would be the final work in a series of plays that marked the war of the theaters between the years 1599 and 1602. So basically, the whole war of the theaters, as we call it now, was a playwright's pissing match, with each side satirizing the other. It's like the 10 years of back and forth between... Taylor Swift and Kanye. (laughs) Then is now. So Ben Johnson and his writer Ningles were on one side. And Thomas Decker, John Marston, and their Ningles were on the other. The order of the battle went like this. In his play, Histriomastics, Marston satirized Johnson's arrogance with the character Chrysogonus. Johnston struck back by satirizing Marston's florid style in every man out of his humor. Marston staged Jack Drum's entertainment, satirizing Johnson as Brabant Sr. Making Brabant Sr. a cuckold, which, of course, is not flattering. And we've talked about this Tudor word cuckold, which means a husband whose wife has cheated on him, but not just because she's in love with someone else, but because he's a blowhard and she wants to get away from him. So then in Cynthia's Revels, Johnson satirizes both Marston and Decker. This is a satirical twofer. (laughs) And Marston, by the character Hedon, who he calls a light, voluptuous reveler. And Decker, by Anides, who's, quote, a strange, arrogating puff. That is not a misspelling of aggravating. It's arrogating. I like it. It's better than arrogant or aggravating. (laughs) It's like it's all together. So Marston next attacked Johnson in What You Will. Johnson then wrote The Poetaster, in which Marston is thinly veiled in a character who throws up all the bombastic and silly, ridiculous words he's ingested. Then Decker wrote Satyromastics, where the poet Horace, also known as Ben Johnson, is vain, overbearing, and two-faced. Or, as we would say in the Tudor period, ambodexter. Yes, Philadelphia. We've talked about that word in another episode. I love that word. Anyway, in Satyromastics, the Johnson character ends up being publicly shamed at the end of the play. It seems as if Shakespeare kept out of all this kerfuffle. He was busy writing, you know, 
Little things like As You Like It, Hamlet, Julius Caesar, Twelfth Night, and Troilus and Cressida. Doing his own things while his contemporaries traded barbs on stage. The back and forth of insults kept the city entertained with each side having its supporters. Oh, it was quite exciting. I did laugh at Asinus Bubo, Horace's friend in Satyromastics, when he hails his friend thus. Horace, my sweet Ningle, is always in labour when I come. The nine muses be his midwives. I pray, Jupiter, Ningle. Asinus Bubo? Now that is a satirical name. Supposedly the character is a satire on Ben Jonson's poet sidekick, Michael Drayton, who was a much lesser writer than Ben. Asinius Bubo fawns on the Horace character, and the fact that he calls him Ningle as if they're pals, when of course he's much less than, is one of the running jokes of the play. And, you know, there's also the double meaning in the word, as Philadelphia pointed out, pal and paramour. So it's sort of the joke also is the possibility that Horace and Bubo are lovers. Which, of course, would have been seen very differently in the Tudor period than it would be seen now. But for some reason, the war ended with this play. Maybe audiences were, I don't know, getting tired of it. Around this time, 1603, Elizabeth died and James took the throne. That is absolutely correct. And all the playwrights of the period turned their minds to impressing the new king, not arguing amongst themselves. Johnson and Marston actually went on to collaborate together. All were ningles again. (laughs) I hope you can work out your love life, Philadelphia. As do I, my ningle gauge. As do I. Give heed to the files. Bring some 16th century sauce to your vocabulary with ningle. Listen in next time. Don't miss a word. Subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. (laughs) 